Well, praise God. Well, this is an exciting day. We're going to have an opportunity to to give to our community the next service. And how many believe in for souls to be saved, people to get born again? Amen. I'm glad you've joined this morning. We're uh, still talking about navigating peace through uh, these troubled times. And these are troubled times. Amen. For the world, anyway. Hallelujah. But we have a peace that passeth all understanding, the Bible says. The world cannot understand how we, at least we're supposed to have peace. Amen? Hallelujah. So, <clears throat> I want to talk about another area this morning. I'm just continuing on with uh, peace disruptors. But uh, in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, in verse 25, it, Daniel is speaking of the future events, and again, it's related in the book of Revelations uh, around chapter 13. But it talks about the attack of the enemy, and we already know that Peter talked about that we are to be vigilant, we are to be sober, uh, we are aware of the enemy, Satan, that's going about trying to disrupt our peace, Amen. And uh, so we have an enemy out there. It's not God. It's the devil. There is a real devil. Amen? Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But the other one has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Praise the Lord. So it says here, it talks about he shall speak words against the Most High. This is talking about Lucifer, talking about Satan in the end times. He shall speak words against the Most High God and shall wear out the saints of the Most High God. Wow. Shall wear out the saints. And we've got to be <coughs> aware of his attack against us and, uh, you know, burn out, wear out, whatever. And I'm not talking about a physical tiredness. We can all get tired of, you know, physically and so on and so forth, especially if we're going, 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 going with the, the fast pace that we're in, uh, you know, society. You get done with one thing and something else hops up, amen. But I'm talking about weariness of the mind, weariness of the soul. And that is where the enemy is trying to get into the church, into the body of Christ, in and affect Christians and cause them to be wary in well-doing. Come on now. Hallelujah. So Satan's number one attack is to wear you out. And there are several things that wariness will do. It'll destroy marriages. It will cause people to fall into sin. It will affect ministries. It will affect families and even businesses if you become wary in well-doing. Now, again, wariness is not uh, tiredness, okay? Tiredness is, of course, physical. And, of course, your weariness of the mind can affect you physically, but that's not what we're talking about. The enemy is going to attack you in your mind. Weariness. The Hebrew, now listen to this. The Hebrew word for uh, weary is to wear down, to make you old before your time. Come on now. That's what weary does. That's, that's the Hebrew definition of weary, to wear down, to make you old before your time. Weariness is the enemy trying to make you act old 
before you're old. Come on now. Can you relate to that in some areas? Hallelujah. And he will remind you. There are several things. It, it causes you to uh, lose your passion, all right? If you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling weariness, it will cause you to be drained of your passion. It will cause you to lose vision. It will cause you to drift in your emotions, all right? And actually, uh, to lose passion, the Greek means to become untied or to drift aimlessly. To become untied and to drift aimlessly with no purpose. Oh, I'm just worried. I'm just wore out. I'm just, I don't know what to do. You, you, you get yourself in a position and you have to recognize it. It's not God and it's not the church, all right? It's not what you're doing for God, but it's the enemy that's causing you to, to sense and to feel all of these things. He's good at it. Amen? He's been doing it a long time. Amen? So it causes you to drift in your emotional realm, get you tired physically. It causes you to be angry. We don't have any anger problems, right? <laughs> it causes depression that we've talked about in the weeks gone by. And what it does, it, it causes lost destinies. Lost destinies. And it causes you to miss God's best for your life. Every one of you have a destiny. Every one of you have a calling. You have an assignment here that God has put in your heart to do. Amen? And what has happened, and I, you know, I've been in church all my life. Grew up in church. I've seen a lot of things. I was assistant pastor. I've been a pastor for a long time now. So I've seen this over and over again. And when people become wearied, it's hard to reach them be, because they're, they're already in this, this, this humdrum of their thinking and they start blaming everything else. They blame other people, they blame the pastor, they blame the church, they blame this, they blame that. And really is an attack on them that causes them to Get into that position. Amen? I've seen people walk away from their destiny, walk away from churches that have been sent to because of weariness. Come on now. Or maybe if I'll change jobs, maybe if I'll do this, if I move out of state, or if I do something else. No, the problem is not outward it's inward the enemy has gotten to you and what you have to do is turn that around and get to him amen come on now hallelujah praise the lord so people have literally walked away from their assignment and vision and destinies because of weariness hallelujah I want us to look, uh, I'm just going to share some things and, and skip around just a little bit, but in Nehemiah chapter 4, we see a story that the walls of Jerusalem was literally broken down. The, the, the city, uh, you know, uh, 
Jerusalem, hey, was, was, was God's, mm, you know what I mean? Jerusalem, praise God. Now, the walls had been broken down at this time during Nehemiah, and Nehemiah felt a burden, okay? He felt a leading. Actually, he was on assignment from God. Just a natural man, person like you and I, he had an assignment, and sometimes God gives us an assignment that seems overwhelming, and boy, can the enemy get in on that one. <laughs> oh, that job's too big. I'm in worryness. I'm too old to do that. Come on now. <laughs> I'm too old to launch into something new. No, 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 no. If God is in it, it's never too late. Amen? Hallelujah. So Nehemiah received permission and had an assignment from God to rebuild the walls. And listen, we have an assignment to rebuild the walls that the enemy has tore down in generations. Amen? Hallelujah. We are wall builders, glory to God. And it seems like there's a lot of holes in the wall, but we are going to fill them in Jesus' name. Amen? Hallelujah. So, again, we look at this. The enemy found a couple people, two guys by the name of Sanballat and Tobias. And their assignment from the enemy was to wear down Nehemiah, to wear down the other leaders, and to wear down the people that were workers and rebuilding the wall. Amen. They were trying to get the people to, uh, to murmur, to complain, amen, and get over into weariness by fear, by, by constantly just harassing. And if you have something and, and something's attacking your thought life in your mind that's constantly harassing you, you know where that's from. Come on. It doesn't, you know, there's pressure, 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 pressure. That's not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's not God. It is the enemy that's trying to wear you out. Well, pastor, it's time to retire. You've been here 40 years. <laughs> and you're at that age where you need to go off into the sunset and go fishing. <laughs> oh, those people that you've given me now. I mean... Look, I mean, they're just giving me a hard time, especially Seth, man. <laughs> I got to see him every time I go to church and, and just, and Trevon over there and, and just, oh, God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Weariness. Weariness. To get us off of our task to get us off of our dream. And that's what Sanballat and Tobias was assigned to do from the enemy was to get Nehemiah and the leaders of Israel and the workers on the walls to, to fear, to attack them by fear, to just to ridicule, just negative stuff, negative stuff, you know, all this kind of stuff. One thing upon the other. One thing. And how many of you know when, when things start happening from the enemy, he just piles it on? 
One layer on another layer on another layer. And if one thing gets done, something else. Yeah, hallelujah. That's when you need to get drunk and laugh in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. Amen. See, when you allow weariness to win, you are looking at the present following your emotions. Hallelujah. Now, that's why the Bible says to fight the good fight of faith. You know what faith does? Faith prophesies your future. Faith doesn't get you stuck in where you're at right now. In fact, if you're stuck in weariness and you're spinning your wheels, you're not moving in faith. You don't have the spirit of faith on you. You're not believing what God has told you your future is going to be, and you're not speaking it out. You're not prophesying it. Hallelujah. There's power in words. Pastor Judy's been talking about uh, on Sunday nights about confession, our, our importance of confession. We must constantly and consistently declare our faith, our future, our dreams, and our purpose. Come on. In the face of weariness. Hallelujah. Never let the, 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 the enemy see your underbelly. Never let him see your weakness. Even if you don't feel like it. You declare your faith, your future. What does God say about your future? His thoughts to you are good, hallelujah. Not of evil, and to give you an expected end, hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> when people get over into weariness, they actually think themselves out of the will of God. That's why the Bible says to cast down imagination and everything, bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Don't let the enemy steal your victory. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 is a powerful scripture in the Amplified Bible. It says, let us not lose heart or grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time, and I'm here to tell you, your due time is at hand. Amen. Your due time is at hand. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap. In your due time and your appointed season. Even the Old Testament, weeping lasts for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. So start practicing joy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. So when opposition comes, what are you going to do? Are you going to give in? Are you going to relax your stance? Are you going to give up the fight? No, you're going to press on, hallelujah, like a warrior of Jesus, anointed of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Due season if you don't give in and collapse. Hallelujah. Some things that can cause weariness is 
a new challenge. Big project, too much work. The enemy can get in. You're wore out by obstacles. You're being attacked by words of the people. And this is what was happening in Nehemiah's day. Tobias and Sanballat was words, 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 words. One word upon another of discouragement. Amen? And that's done by people most of the time. The enemy will assign people to you and befriend you sometimes. Come on now. And it ends up to be a sand ballot or a Tobias. <laughs> Come on now. And you've got to sometimes disassociate with those people. Amen? That constantly tries to wear you down and get you out of your position. Hmm. Another thing is time. Time passes without seeing any improvement. Time passes. Growing up in ministry, being in around great men of God, prophets of God. Pastor Judy and I, we read some prophecies last week that were given in, uh, in the 80s when we first came back here. We had prophecies by, uh, these, these are not flaky people. These are established Dick Mills and uh, others uh, through the years that have uh, Larry Huggins and others, uh, Ed Dufresne, our pastors that were in Fresno and others uh, that had given us words, prophetic words. And unfortunately, the prophetic, when they, I mean, we were young. We were in our 20s, okay? And uh, God would give us words about, you know, uh, your latter days will be better than your former days. And how do you connect with that when you're in your 20s? Now I can connect with it, man. Come on now, I connect with it now. I'm in the season of my latter days. <laughs> will be better than my former days. The glory will be greater than the glory of the former. Hallelujah. But see, time goes by. Year after year, and some of you are believing God for things. And you young people that, that, that you, you know you have maybe a calling on your life, don't grow weary in well-doing. It takes time to develop. It takes time. Pati say patience. Patience. Oh, we hate that word. Oh, hallelujah. But you don't understand, pastor. I'm called to preach. Shut up and clean the bathroom. <laughs> Some of you remember uh, Ed Dufresne, he was a mighty man of God, prophet of God, and he gave his testimony. He didn't begin being a prophet. He began in his local church cleaning the bathroom. He had the ministry of cleaning the bathroom. 
That's all he did was clean the bathroom. And we were nervous when he came to our church because he always looked in the bathroom. <laughs> because, see, he began with that bathroom ministry. So, you know, he'd check around the toilet and all this kind of stuff. Hey, glory to God. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. And the Lord will promote you. So even though time has gone by for some of you and you, know, you are not where you think you should have been or maybe God forgot you somewhere, hey, don't relax because in due season, at the appointed season, God has an appointed time for you, and what do you do? You prepare, you shout, you don't get discouraged, you do whatever you can do for the glory of God, the best you can do for the glory of God, and if the Tobias comes around, just rebuke him in Jesus' name and say, I'm going to get this wall rebuilt, I'm going to get everything that God has called me to do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Now, in Nehemiah chapter 4, I'm just going to read a part of that. I don't know what verse this is, but, uh, you know, Nehemiah stood up and said, Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious, and fight for your brothers, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. Hallelujah. And when our enemies heard that, we knew that their plans and that God had frustrated them. And I'm telling you right now, God is in the business of frustrating your enemies if you will stay on the Word of God. Hallelujah. If you want to see your enemy frustrated, just stay walking with God. Hallelujah. Isn't that powerful? Amen. Now, look, let's look at Isaiah chapter 40. I got three minutes left. It says in uh, verse 28, Have you not known and have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint or grow weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and weary. What does it say there? He gives power to the faint and the weary. And to him who has no might, he increases strength causing it to multiply and making it abound. Amen. Amen. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and selected young men shall feebly stumble and fall exhausted. But those who what? Wait upon the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not become tired. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, you have an expected season. You have the time, the designated time. God knows it. Don't get frustrated about it. Hallelujah. Concentrate on loving him, serving him, being involved, praise God, in the things of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Whew. Jesus said this, my last scripture. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me, and I will refresh your life. 
for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment. Ooh, glory to God. And rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Hallelujah. I want you to stand with me this morning. I want you to lift up your hands. I don't know what season that you've been in, what you've been going through. You may have felt weariness old before your time. <laughs> God's going to regenerate you. Going to empower you to carry on and do. The Bible says they that know our God will do exploits. Well, that's your calling. Whether it's in the church ministry world, whether it's in your, your vocation, occupation. God has not called you to be a loser. He's called you to be a winner. He has empowered your life with all of his goodness, all of his anointing, all of him. In fact, that's what happened when you became a Christian. He took all the bad and gave you all of his good. Isn't that wonderful? So I'm here to tell you that you can move out of that area of containment that the enemy, remember, especially in these last days, and we are in the last days, the enemy's number one job is to wear out the saints of the Most High. And I'm here to tell you, it's the time and season of refreshing. Season of refreshing. Fresh wind blowing in. Fresh anointing. Oh, hallelujah. Come on now. Mm. All over this house. Receive it. Receive it. Receive that strength. Receive it now. You're not quitters. <laughs> You're getting fired up to move into this last day assignment. You got a due season, the expected time. And I believe it's now. We are in that time. The best time to be alive right now as a Christian is right now. Hallelujah. We are the army of God. We're going to rebuild the ruins. We're going to rebuild the places that have been desolate. And you look, oh, I don't know. With God, all things are possible. Remember, Jesus is coming back for a glorious church, an empowered church, not a wimpy church, but a church that's hot on fire for him. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated for a moment. And I want you to bow your heads. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, there is no way that you can even attempt 
to sustain any type of peace in this world without God. Without Jesus being in you, you being born again. Because those of us who are Christians know how hard it is to walk in victory. Well, God says in his word that they who are without God, they have no hope at all. They have no peace, so they turn to alcohol. They turn to drugs. Where, where I take my daughter for music lessons, they put in a big liquor store right next door. I mean, just big, large, large. I look at the people going in and, and coming out and, and the look on their faces. Hopelessness. Oh, if I can just get this, if I can get that, if I can just, just drown my, my, my hurts and sorrows and whatever is going on with alcohol. <laughs> they come out with bags, man. That's not the fix. Jesus is the fix. Jesus is the answer. All the marijuana dispensaries. They can put them on every corner. That's not going to fix society. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Come to the Father by me. And I'm inviting you, if you have never received Jesus into your heart, and we were talking about this on the way to church, it's by the foolishness of preaching. Preacher gets up and preaches and gives an altar call. It's amazing how God works. But God's calling. God's calling some of you today to accept him as your Lord and Savior. And he's made it so easy. He said, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And two things you have to do. Believe that Jesus went to the cross, died for your sins, and confess him as Lord. Amen? Declare him as your Lord and Savior. So I want you to pray this prayer with me, and we're all going to pray this prayer. Amen? Heavenly Father, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, and I'm in need of a Savior. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for sending your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross in my place. Now, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, to come into my life, be my Lord and Savior. And I thank you that right now I'm born again, that I'm saved, I have eternal life in you. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands and praise Him. Come on. Thank you, Jesus.